0: Welcome to the Chatter in the Box podcast, where your hosts, Liam Skiffington and Matt Indominico discuss all things baseball. From breaking news to the latest free agent signings, they'll dive into today's game with some of the top minds from around the league. You can catch the latest episode of the Chatter in the Box podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, or Amazon Music, or visit our website at www.chatterinthebox.com. All right, man. So,
1: 2023, you came into spring training. How did you feel? Yeah, I felt great. Uh, it was a good off season. Got a lot of stuff done that you know, you know, I wanted to work on. Got stronger. It's um, healthy. Uh, you know, going into spring training, you know, that's all you really want uh, is to be able to, to say you you worked on the stuff you wanted to work on and felt strong, felt healthy, uh, and obviously, you know, once. Kind on of january hits you know you're like all right let's start let's start getting on the field and um you know seeing all the players again and and getting back to baseball so uh but yeah it was, a, it was a good one so i've been in this ballpark for like an hour and a half two hours today i watched your
0: entire bp session every single ball you hit with the exception of one went to right right center what is the method behind that and how does that translate into games
1: yeah so i mean ever since i was young um my power has always been to, to right field, to right center, and uh, I think at the age of eight to ten, like all my home runs I was hitting was that way. I never pulled a ball, um, you know, it was just when I was young, that, that's what I was taught, to, to try, kind of drive the ball the other way, uh, work inside out. And then obviously as I got older, um, you know, I learned to pull the ball a little bit more. and uh, but. But like I said, when I'm feeling good, when I'm going good, um, when I'm trying to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish at the plate, you know, everything's going that way. Mm-hmm. So, you in the off season
0: typically work with Sean Thompson. Uh yeah. How did that relationship get started, and what impact has he had on your career?
1: Yeah, I've known Sean since uh, about eight, I'd say eight years old, and um, it was just through teammate through travel ball. Uh, you know, he he was good friends with him, knew him well, and. Uh, you know, at that age, you know, you you, you know, you want to learn stuff as much as you can, and um, you're you're really just you know playing baseball, have fun, and, and but you know the way Sean taught me to hit, um, it, it was different than you know how anyone else pretty taught pretty much taught anyone else to hit. You know, it, it was more so the the mental side of the game, um, the things that kind of go behind the scene uh, of just swinging a bat, um, situational hitting, um, you know, understanding what the pitcher's trying to do uh, but even things off the field. Um, you know, there was, there was all things that, uh, that really tested you, you know, mentally as a, a person, and as a player that, that really, I noticed, you know, as I grew older, uh, to high school, to college, to pro ball, uh, that really helped me along the way.
0: Kesson at what level did you finally realize you could be a major league baseball player and be a successful one at that?
1: Um, I mean, see, I mean, you look at me, I I'm eleven. um, you know, in, in high school, I was, 5'10", 165, 175, Um, you know, I wasn't the fastest guy, I wasn't the strongest guy, I wasn't, you know, had the biggest arm. Um, But then it wasn't until senior year uh, of high school when, you know, I started working out, started filling out my body a little bit and uh, the power numbers kind of came across. Um, I think freshman, sophomore, and junior year, I hit two home runs total and then uh, senior year, I ended up leaving the state of California with 14, so. Uh, I think that was kind of the moment, um, you know, I knew, uh, I always knew, I, you know, I was confident in my hitting abilities, and um, I think it was at that moment where I knew, you know, I could really kind of push for something. Um, I mean, I talked, at high school, I only talked to one, maybe two teams, and it wasn't really talking to any teams. It, it was just kind of get a feel for uh, introduction stuff and stuff, uh, but my whole purpose, you know, you know, playing college was to play in college. And, you know, once I got the opportunity to play UC Irvine, was one of those schools I always kind of envisioned myself playing at. Um, jumped on, on top of that opportunity and had a great time over there. Um, learned a lot, met a lot of good people, uh, developed, you know, as a ball player, and, um, you know, th- those years really kind of helped me form and, you know, mold to who I am today.
0: So you were drafted in 2017 by the Brewers. Mm-hmm. You came up pretty much lit the city on fire in 2019. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you as such a young player, being like almost like the center of a baseball team?
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, um, I was just going out there and having fun. You know, obviously I got drafted because of my bad, and, um, and I just kept riding that. You know, things were going well, and um, I spent like half a year at each level. And uh, I think it was an easy transition for me, um, I would say, because, uh, you know, the – pro following to spring trainings you know i was fortunate enough to be in big league camp so i was able to get to know a lot of the, the big league players at that time um and just kind of see how how you go about your business at that level and so once i got called up in 19 it was kind of an easy transition for me to to be comfortable up there have a lot of fun um you know and create success because of it because mm-hmm. of it
0: so following your rookie season COVID hit 2020 season you guys uh alternate training site, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. What do you feel that that, did, that season did for your development?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was different. I mean, I think no anyone, um, you know, that played that year or was in professional baseball, it, it was a really weird year. Um, obviously, spring training uh, was going as planned, and then it was like the last week or two of spring trainings when um, everything got canceled, um, season got canceled. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty of, you know, we're even going to have a season. Um, so at that point, it was uh, kind of just stay prepared you know, at any point in time when, you know, kind of COVID regulations or, um, you know, we came to an agreement of what we want to do during the season. Um, that could happen at any point in time. So it was our responsibility to, to stay healthy, uh, stay on track to, to perform at a high level. Um, but, yeah, I remember that spring. Uh, and I felt great. Uh, that spring training, I felt really good. We're seeing the ball really well, um, hitting the ball really well in spring training. And I still remember, like, I was at that point, like, that last week, week and a half of spring training. I was like, all right, let's get season started. Like, I'm ready to go. Um, but then, yeah, at least, like you said, then COVID hit and, you know, everything kind of just – it was just a lot of uncertainty. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we were able to get 60 games in, um, which is better than no season, of course. And um, but it was definitely a, a different year. And, you know, it was like, glad to have – I think 2022 was kind of one of the first – actually, this year is probably more one of the first, like, normal kind of seasons with, with spring training and, um, season and, uh, but obviously, you know, we have all the, the new, the new rules. So, um, but we've all gotten just that pretty quickly.
0: How are you? Yeah. How are you as a hitter adjusting to that rule? Yeah. No, as a I mean, fielder, I guess with, you gotta be ready for
1: the, pitch, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I got, you know, I was down here, uh, for a couple weeks last year and got a feel for it. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's great to, to keep the game moving forward. Um, cut out a lot of the dead time, a lot of the stalling, um, which is good for the game, and I think you know we're all you know professional players where we where we can make these adjustments and um, still have success. So, um, no, I, I mean you really haven't hear, heard much complaints about it from you know many players or teams. Um, it was more so just getting used to it, and and obviously as, as the season goes on, uh, the more comfortable everyone's going to be.
0: Right. So
1: at the end of spring training, Keston, you
0: were told that you were not going to make the big league, mm-hmm. league roster. What was that conversation with Craig Council like, and what did it mean to you? That the team was looking to trade uh, with a different team, so you could have a major league opportunity still.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to compete at the highest level. Um, you know, obviously I've been with uh, Milwaukee for parts of what three, four seasons, four seasons now, um, and obviously you know that that's the the level you want to be at. That's you know you, you become friends with you know the players, uh, the teammates, uh, the coaches, the staff. Um, you know, that's what you're, you want to strive for. And, um, obviously, you know, going into the and going into spring training, I kind of knew, um, essentially I have to win a job. Um, by the end of the day, you know, it's business. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I belong on a big loop field. Yeah, of course. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to control what I control. Um, you know, have, we have a good group of guys here, uh, good staff, you know, help us. Stay ready, you know, whenever we get that moment to, to go up or another opportunity somewhere. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Um, it happens. Um, you know, a lot of players have been in the same situation and um, gone through the same thing and you know, have had plenty of success later in the career. So, uh, just keep my mind focused on that, um, having fun with the group we have right now and um, enjoying my time here in Nashville. Beyond consistency at the plate, what is your
0: key to getting back to the big leagues and staying there?
1: Yeah, well I will, like I said, consistency is obviously the the big one. Um you know, I think I think everyone knows, you know, I got drafted because of my bat. And um, you know, when I'm going good, you know, I think a lot of people know it that that bat deserves to be at the big league level. So um it's just back to getting, getting into that. Um, you know, I know I'm I'm capable of doing it and um you know it's just a matter of uh I think one, you know, obviously rookie year uh did really well um i think scouting reports kind of came out um you know people were able to find weaknesses you know pitchers are best pitchers in the world for a reason they're able to to kind of figure out um players weaknesses and kind of exploit them um so you know once that kind of happened uh i think bad habits started to to kind of form and um it's just a matter of getting out of those bad habits and, and creating good ones so uh obviously i used to have like a toe tap and a leg kick and um i think with the with the speed of how pitchers pitch nowadays you know they're quick to the plate. They change their delivery times um everyone's throwing harder now um balls are moving more uh that kind of just threw things off a little bit for me so um i just try to try to keep everything a little bit more simple nowadays and uh you know just get on time and attack and, and the ball. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so far I'm liking how it's going this year and, uh, I just want to stick with it Good stuff. Um, so you've been in Nashville playing baseball for parts of
0: a couple seasons now. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the baseball culture in Nashville? And do you think there's a place for a major league team down here?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've said that from the, from day one. Um, no, I, I, first time I played here was in 2019, uh, when we were in San Antonio. Um, you can tell that, you know, the city's special. I mean, um, at that time, I don't think a lot of these buildings weren't even here yet. And, uh, everything just kind of popped up. and um, But, no, just like you say, it, it's, a, it's a big league city. Um, you know, you've seen the success of the Titans and, um, you know, the hockey team here, the Stars here, So I mean, pre- Predators. Um, it's definitely a, a city that deserves a good look at you know, having a big league team. And, um, obviously, you know, when you come here to a, a Sounds game, you know, doesn't matter if it's a, a Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you're, you're drawing a good crowd. Um you're drawing a crowd that really get involved in the game and um you can tell that they you know they love their base one uh, I think you know down south they only have what the Braves. So I think uh it'd be kind of cool you know have another team down south um uh, in Nashville and I think it'd be a perfect city for that. Okay, so say Nashville
0: gets their expansion franchise. Mm-hmm.
1: Your name GM, who's the
0: first guy you're drafting to build your team around. <laughs> Ooh.
1: I mean, no way they're ever going to give him up. Or I don't know. He's, he's a free agent next year, but obviously Otani. You know, you have Otani who does it both. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be the, the highest-paid player in baseball history, and I don't see anyone coming anywhere close to that. You think he's going to get $500 million? Oh, I mean, he deserves every part of it. So, um but yeah, I mean, you get two for one right there, so obviously, that has to be the number one pick. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right,
0: Keston, one more question before we let you go. You're a California native, mm-hmm. I have never been, it's on my bucket Ooh. list. What is your in and out order? My in and out order, ah, uh,
1: so when I was younger, I used to be kind of picky, so I just all my burgers used to be plain, um, so. Nah, I still go in and out. It's one of the only burgers I still go plain because it's just I don't know. It's just what I was accustomed to. But plain, yeah, just, like no no ketchup, no mustard, no yeah, tomato, no lettuce. No, no, just just, a just meat, meat and cheese. That's it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go either one four by four or, or two double doubles plain, uh, and then animal style fries on top of that. What are animal style fries? So it's fries, which I don't understand. Everyone knocks on them. They say they don't like in and out fries. I love them. I think they're great. Um, but yeah, it's fries, uh, grilled onions, uh, cheese, and, uh, they're spread, which is like a, kind of like a thousand Island. Okay. okay. Um, it, it's delicious. And then you can't go wrong mixing a little milkshake every Hopefully. now and then, uh, I normally go like chocolate and vanilla mix. Um, but oh yeah, luckily I live in Arizona now and there's still one right across the street from my house. So what do you, what's your go-to down here? Ooh, go to down here. Uh, as in like restaurant or like fat like fast food fast food. food. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I, I've you know ventured around Germantown area a little bit. So they've got a lot of good restaurants around here. Mm-hmm. Um I mean
0: Can't go wrong with fried chicken, man. Come yeah, on. no, yes. I, I was trying to
1: think. <laughs> I was trying to think of the place it was called. Zaxby's. Um that yeah, Zaxby's good. I just went to one right across the street from over here. Waldo's or something like that. Waldo's? Yeah, they're pretty good? good chicken. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um I'll mix it in hot chicken every now and then. Good stuff. Um you, your pre yeah, meal. That, yeah. Wait,
0: I read your pre meal, do you still eat two no, chocolate donuts no, 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 before? No, no, no. What how did that start and how no, did it
1: stop? That uh that was a high school thing. Um The funny thing is, I hate donuts. I I don't eat donuts. I I really don't prefer them. I mean, I'll never go out of my way to get them. Um, It was just something in high school. I think my dad just randomly bought like chocolate donuts from the grocery store. And I had some and I had a really good game. And it just, luckily in in high school, you're only playing two or three times, two times a week. So um, you can afford eating uh, donuts twice a week, but. You know, once uh, college and professional level hit, uh, it's kind of hard to eat donuts every single day. So, uh, but yeah, that that was my high school thing, and I kind of stuck with it. And um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be lying to say if you know, there had been a little slumps here and there. I'll maybe, uh, maybe I'll go take a trip to the grocery store, buy some couple donuts.
0: Can <laughs> never hurt, right? Um,
1: but no, that, that was that was definitely a high school thing, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I'd be on the field if it was an everyday thing for me here. Good point. All
0: right, Keston. Well, I really appreciate your yeah. time, man. Looking forward to watching you no for the season.
1: Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. Yep.